welcome to the Genesis Church Podcast. Well, as we begin a great morning, we want to officially watch, uh, welcome all those watching online. Wherever you're watching from, there's an online host waiting to interact with you. So check in, let them know where you're watching from, even share the post, depending on what social media account you're using. Yeah, and so can we make some noise for all those watching online right now? Come on, we, uh, we're excited that you, uh, that you tuned in, but we're also excited that you are here with us this morning as we begin um, a, a series that we've entitled Finish Strong. A couple months ago, uh, we got together as a team and we said, what is it that we want to do for the end of the year? Like, how are we doing the end of the year? And so the, the, the statement that kept coming back around over and over again was, we want to finish strong. Yeah, we've been talking about, listen, this, there's this theme all year long, and we're going to look more into that this morning. If you're a first-time guest, or you're fairly new, or you're watching online for the first time, or you happen to Google us this week and watch On Demand, you're going to get a real snapshot of what Genesis Church is really all about. And one of the cool things is that we get to do this together. Chad and I have grown up together since fifth grade. Same schools, same sports teams, same college, ministry. Yep. Now we're getting to serve and do this together. And the reason we're up here is because at Genesis, we are a church of pastors. Yeah. Although God put it on my heart to come start this church almost 13 years ago, we are not a church with just a pastor. We have a church of pastors. And this morning, we want to share some vital things that we believe are going to help us finish out 2022 the best way possible as a church. Yeah, and that's one of the things that we've really tried to do this year is we've tried to take everything that we've done from the very beginning till the very end, which is right around the corner, and we've themed it out with something that we believe is, is really important. And so if, if you've been here through the year, you've kind of seen how all the different series that we've done, they've all kind of had this overarching theme. And so we're going to continue that today as we press forward and push forward. Forward, but we want to teach you today, not just as a church, but as individuals, how you in your life can finish strong. If you came to take notes today and you do that digitally, there's a QR code they'll stick on the screen. If you're watching online, there's a QR code you can scan right now. For the rest of us, if you have your Bibles, a tablet, a phone, whatever app you use, if you turn to 1 Corinthians 9, what I want to do is set this up the right way. Because it's our goal to help you understand the scriptures as easily as possible so that you can put them into practice, you can live them out, and you're just walking around confused. We want you to understand what it means to truly follow Jesus. For about the last 12 weeks, we've been listening and we've been watching and observing the words of the Apostle Paul. Paul is a Pharisee in the Bible, which means he's a devout leader of the scriptures. And we find out in the book of Acts that he has an encounter with Jesus. And when he encounters Jesus, everything changes about him. It changes his character and it changes his calling. And so what we find are a bunch of letters, about 13 of them to be precise, in the New Testament that we read and we study to understand what it means to follow Jesus. Because for Paul, everything hinges on that. If you have found Jesus, if you have encountered Jesus, something should be changing about you, your character, your calling, your purpose. This is what it means to follow Jesus. He transforms you from the inside out. And so for the last few weeks, we've been looking through the book of Galatians chapter by chapter, and there were six of them. And really the bottom line base, the big idea in, in Galatians is the household of faith. Paul keeps asking who belongs, 
How do these non-Jewish people get into this faith family? And we explored that over the last few weeks. And you can go watch that online. You can go back to our YouTube channel and you can watch those weeks together. But he was trying to say, listen, it isn't what you think. It's all about Jesus that brings us all together. What you will find in all the letters is this. The same language, because Paul is trying to get you to constantly understand this, because it affected them, and it affects us. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, we're going to look at a few pieces of scripture over the next few weeks as we round out 2022. And this is what he says in 1 Corinthians 9. He says, for though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all. That's key, because remember, at the end of the book of Galatians, he said, serve one another, and carry one another's burdens. So the first step we can take in following Jesus is to serve other people, because it's not all about us. Why would he do that? That I might win more of them. To the Jews, I became as a Jew. So here's that language we looked at in the book of Galatians, in order to win the Jews. To those under the law, still talking about those Jewish people, I became as one under the law though not being myself under the law because he realizes freedom in Christ, that I might win those under the law. So he says, I'm talking about how to win people for the gospel of Jesus. There's those Jews and there's the Gentiles. And so he says in the next passage, he says, to those outside the law, the Gentiles, I became as one outside the law. Not being outside the law of God because the law of God is not bad. We need obedience and faithfulness, but under the law of Christ that I might win those outside the law. And so what he's doing in essence, he's saying, listen, whatever it takes to win people far from Jesus, we're willing to do. There is nothing we will not do for the gospel of Jesus to reach every single person it possibly can. Now that may work. That may not work. Sometimes we reach people, sometimes we don't. But we want to ask those questions as we end out this year as well. What does it mean to win some, as many as possible, for the gospel of Jesus? Yeah, and if you look at the last two verses that he finishes this nine right here, in verses 22 and 23, he continues, he says, to the weak I became weak. Why? That I might win the weak. But then he goes on to say, I have become all things. Somebody say all things all things to all people that by all means I might save some. I might save some. Now when we pause there for a moment, we think to ourselves, I get really irritated about that because I don't want to save some. I want to save them all. Now why we do what we do? As a church, we've committed to reach our entire city. Yes, we're on the east side of town, but we've got people that come from all over our city. Why? Because we are passionate about reaching our city, all of it, in its entirety for Christ. Not just our city, but our state. Not just our state, but our country. Not just our country, but the world. And we have committed ourselves as a church and as people to do whatever it takes. I love what Paul says because he says, I became a Jew so that I could win Jews. I became weak so that I could win weak. Paul knew at this point what the goal was. And I think for a lot of people, that's where they get messed up. They say, well, I'm going to be weak just so I can be weak because I want to make you all feel better. I'm going to do this just like you so that we can all be in this together. Paul's goal was to become weak so that he could reach the weak. 
That was his goal. He says, I have become all things to all people that by all means I might save some. And then here's the, here's the key. He finishes, he says this, I do it all for the sake of the gospel. Why do we do what we do here at Genesis Church? Why have we committed to do those things? Why is it that we exist outside of these four walls? Why is it that we love on people and serve on people? Why is it that when needs arise, we go meet the need? Why is it that when people need this, we go try to meet that need and meet this need? Because it's not about us. It's for the sake of the gospel. That's why we do what we do. And here it is, that I may share with them in its blessings, the celebrations, the good that comes with that. All things to all people so that we can reach some. I wish it said all things to all people so that we can reach them all, but it doesn't. But we're going to die trying. That's what we're committed to. As a church, that's what you've seen this year, is that we've done so many things. Why? Because we want to reach people near and far. And that's our goal. And we always joke, we'll do anything short of sin to reach people for the gospel. Why? Because we want to share in those blessings. We'll do just about anything. When we uh, were in college together, we used to have a professor that would just teach us. He said, listen, the method can always change. Why? Because the world is ever changing and evolving. Different people groups. When I was in Atlanta, Georgia for nine years, and I learned so many things as a pastor at that church, I thought, if I come replicate those in Orlando, man, we'll just win everybody. (laughs) And then I got here and realized most of it doesn't work. Because contextualized, this city is very different, and the people are very different. And so I've got to figure out what methods work to reach different people. But hear me clearly, the method can change. The message never changes. We never change the truth about God's word. As a church, we are committed to preaching the truth of the gospel of Jesus. It's why last week we had a Sunday night event we, once a month, we call them, uh, let's talk about it. We talked about biblical sexuality for over an hour. The month before, whose body, who's right? We're not afraid of these topics because we believe Jesus is the answer for all of them. Amen. And so we will talk about them and we will share with you the biblical truth so that you can go engage other people as you're navigating through our city with the gospel of Jesus. Yep. This is the importance of it all. The method can change the message doesn't. We are not here as a church to build our own castle, okay? We are here to expand the kingdom of God. Heaven and hell are in the balance for people. If your neighbor and your family member and your ball team coach do not know Jesus, they will be eternally separated from him forever. And so we have this responsibility. And Paul, he takes on this responsibility as he's writing this letter. Listen to the urgency of the gospel in his words. He says this um, in chapter 9. He says, for if I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting. It doesn't matter what I'm doing because it's not about me. For necessity is laid upon me. Now listen to this. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. How many of us wake up every day and go, woe to me if I don't talk about Jesus? Mm. Woe to me if my coworker doesn't find out about Jesus because of me. I'm getting my haircut at my barber yesterday. And literally, I'm just sitting here going, it would be a shame to leave this chair right now and him not know what I do and who I do it for. 
then that doesn't mean I'm going to teach him the whole Bible right then. But I'm going to unashamed talk about Jesus, only to find out he's a believer and he handed me a track. I was like, I want to go on a missions trip. You almost got awesome. saved. Awesome. Almost got saved a second time. No. You know, so like, but, but for us, Paul has this woe to me moment. Woe to me if I don't do this. And so if you were here in January, and I know some of you were not, or you didn't start watching till after January, your first time online, and you're trying to figure out what we're about, we had this overarching theme we stamped on this year. And it came from Romans chapter 10, more of Paul's words. And we had this theme where we just said, lace them up. We're going to lace up our shoes and we're going to carry the gospel of Jesus to our city and around the world as much as we possibly can. Mm. This is our commitment to the mission of Jesus, to be commissioned into this world. Faith without works is dead. We're not just going to gather and talk about it. We're going to go do it. And Paul said in Romans chapter 10, he said, how will they call on him and whom they've not believed? He's talking about those who have no idea about Jesus or haven't believed in him like you have. And how are they to believe in him whom they've never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, now he's quoting the Old Testament, the book of Isaiah, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. And we asked you, who's going to have beautiful feet in the eyes of Jesus? In the eyes of Jesus, who's going to have him look at them and go, you're carrying the gospel wherever your feet are taking you. And so we are asking you then, and as we are asking you now, to understand Paul's urgency with the gospel because he says this, scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Here's that language again. For there's no distinction between Jew and Greek, Jew and Gentile. We have 19 different countries and nations represented inside of Genesis Church, all for one purpose, the gospel of Jesus. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. So the question that we asked in January is the same question now. Who will speak, who will hear, and who will be sent? Who will hear this and go, oh yeah, I see what Jesus is calling me to. Who's willing to be a mouthpiece for the gospel of Jesus? Who's willing to say, here am I, send me, do whatever it takes for people in this city to be reached for Jesus? Yeah. What we've learned is that the theme for this year, right, lace them up. And I told Tim a couple days ago when we were walking through this, I said, it's kind of funny because a lot of people did lace them up. I said, I mean, a lot of people laced them up. Some people are running on this adventure with us. But honestly, some people laced them up and they decided to run the exact opposite direction. And that's okay. We don't like that, but it's okay. We understand that. And you know what? What we've learned is that a journey is something that you take by yourself. We don't want to go on a journey. We want to go on an adventure. An adventure, you bring people with you. And so how do we want to finish strong? We want it to be an adventure. We want to be on an adventure with you. Do you know why this is crazy? I'm going to freak some of you out, okay? Ready for this? We are six weeks away from Christmas at Genesis. Six weeks. Tim's house has been decorated for a month. Amen. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm not lying. Okay? But I'm oh, done. You are done. I'm done when somebody likes yeah, to be done. Yeah, you are done. So six weeks. Is that crazy? Six weeks. Now, at, at, at Genesis, we don't have Christmas Eve services. 
Thanks for that. Um, we spend it with our families. People think so, we're so weird. Right now. <laughs> yeah, we are. So, um, so we don't. We have. We celebrate our Christmas candlelight the Sunday before Christmas, and so we are six weeks away from that celebration that we're going to be having here. Buckle up. But some of you just just now are able to write the correct date, being 22. But in eight weeks, you're going to have to make that a 23. We are eight weeks away from 2023. Some of you, how many of you feel like me? It's like January was yesterday, right? Like where has the year gone? But when you think about it, it's like, okay, we're right here staring at the end of 2022. What do we want to do? How do we want to do it? So this morning, we want to give you three things that we want to do, how, what we want to talk about when we talk about finishing strong. The first one is this. We want to finish strong with others, with others. Like I said a moment ago, a journey is something you take by yourself. An adventure is something you take with others. We want to finish strong with others. What we have seen this year is we have seen people that have connected with each other. And it has been a beautiful thing. Some people started 2022 completely disconnected, completely disconnected. And it's been amazing this year as we've had a front row, literally view of families and individuals that have been connected and chosen to connect, whether it's been in a life group, a class, whether it's, you know, doing life with each other, uh, having fun with each other, serving with each other. We've seen that. And life, I'm here to tell you, is better together. Life is better together. We always say that all together we can do together what no one can do, and the last word is alone. We are not designed or created to do life alone. God designed and created us to do life with others and with him. That's how we're created. That's how God created us. I was looking out last service and I saw some families that, that this year have been um, going through some unbelievable things. There was a family that just a few weeks ago went through an, an enormous loss. And it was amazing because as, as a church, we were able to rally around that family and walk them through the death of that loved one. And I'll never forget, the daughter-in-law told me, she said, it feels like we've been coming to Genesis for years and we've only connected this year. They haven't been coming for years. But that's what happens when you dive in and you start serving. You start going to life group. When things happen, churches, the people, we're, we're not the building, we're the people. And church rallies around them. There's a family that sat in the last service that we've been praying for their, their family member, little baby Daniel, who was born, just tragic situation. And a couple of days after that little baby was born, the prayer is that he would be alive, that he would live. And they told me this morning that in the next week or two, he may be going home. Wow. And here we have this family that, that they didn't know what to do, so they turned to the people at their church. Why? Because we're about doing life together. Finishing strong is better when we do it with others with others. Four years ago, I started thinking about just my life in general. And I picked up the phone and I called Tim and I said, hey, I, we need to go to, to lunch. And so I took him to Zaza's because if there's anything important that he needs to know or be made aware of, it needs to happen at Zaza's or Chick-fil-A, but Zaza's. Amen. And I sat across the table from him 
And I'll never forget this. I remember looking into his eyes and I said, Tim, if the answer is no, I understand. But I want to finish. If, I've, if I'm going to be a pastor the next 20 or 25 years in this city, I said, I'm gonna, I want to finish with you. I want to do this together. And I'll never forget, he looked at me and he said, man, don't, don't joke about that. You know, we've never talked about that before. And, and I said, I'm serious. If I've got to do this for the next 25 years, I want to do it with you. Why? Because when you're doing life together with other people, when somebody is down, they get to pick you up. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. In Ecclesiastes, it says two are better than one, right? Three are better than two. I mean, we went to liberty, but I guess four would be better than three, right? I mean, that's how it works when you do life together. He's not good at math either. So that's just how it works. The more you're connected together with others, the more likely you are to finish strong. Here's what I want to know. Yes, I love you. Yes. When you looked me in the eyes across the table, yeah. did it all go slow-mo and you heard power of love like yeah. in your head yes. playing in the background? Yes. Okay. I thought, please don't reject me. Please don't reject me. Please don't reject me. Circle yes or no. Only here. <laughs> so what we want to do is say, listen, this is where we've been. This is where we're going. And yet the message of Jesus hasn't changed in any of it. Yeah. None of it. And I love that all together we can do together what none of us can do alone. A few uh, years back, the elders came to us and they said, listen, we need to kind of have some language about Genesis so people know what they're a part of and what it is that they're, they're joining and, and, and what it is that makes us uniquely us, not better than anybody else, okay? Just uniquely us as Genesis Church with the leadership and the pastors, God has placed here. And so we came up with these DNA statements, and we have a few of them, but my favorite, my favorite is this, and I want you to know this with all my heart. We don't gauge success by the number of people in seats. We gauge success by the number of people on mission, so it's people on mission, not people in seats. Now, let me clarify, that doesn't mean we don't care about people in seats. And some of you are like, oh, that's why we love this church. They don't count anybody. They don't even know if you're there. They only care about that. We do care. We just don't gauge our success on that. We don't talk about some of this stuff pretty much ever. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I stood in front of this church and I said, hey, just so that you know when you come in, you're a part of something where about a thousand people right now claim this to be their home church yeah. through two services. Some of you are like, how big is this place? That's how big it is with two services, kids in the back, and people who come in and out on any given week. There's about a thousand different people and families that call Genesis Church their home church. But that's not the success I want you to hear. What I want you to hear is about the people who are living and learning to do life together and then going out with the gospel of Jesus. And so I love that picture of life groups because we have more people in life groups this year than ever before. Yeah. And we have life groups for all ages, from students to college students to, to, to married couples, men, women, senior, elderly adults. We have them for all of them. And we're having more people go through training to lead more coming up next year. And when Chad talks about these families that are hurting and going through these things, inevitably someone's sitting out there going, well, no one knew what I was going through and no one reached out to me. Well, we can't figure it all out if you're not connected somehow. If we don't know what took place or what transpired because you're in a group with some people, we're able to share and we can find these things out so that we can step into those moments. That's the importance of being connected together. This past year, 
Um, some of you got to experience our annual beach baptism. The first weekend in May, we take the whole church out to, to Cocoa Beach. And so we don't just go baptize in the evening with a few people, come back and report it. And then and tell you, we take the whole church out there. And people are like, you can't cancel church on a Sunday. Yes, can't close can. the doors of the building. I got friends that are pastors are like, listen, post-pandemic, we can barely get people in church. How are you not having church and taking people to the beach? So, well, first of all, we're taking them to the beach. Keep that in perspective, okay? <laughs> Secondly, let me just give you a new perspective. We didn't cancel church. We just relocated for the day because we're not defined by four walls. So hundreds of us went out and we had a service. We had worship. We opened up God's word. We celebrated baptisms. We fellowshiped together. We knocked out all the devotions of this church in one day collectively together on the beach in Cocoa Beach, not even in this place. This past summer, we took more students to summer camp than we ever have in the history of this church. They got to go to Rush Camp out in Daytona Beach and have a week where they were poured into spiritually. And it really set the foundation for everything happening in our student ministry now. This past summer, we did our Ignite Sports and Arts Camp. Free to our city that you help us do because of your generosity and giving to this church. People online from other states that give, they don't even go here, they just want to play a part of what God is doing here. And not having it for three summers, we were like, how's this going to go? Oh, it went, and it went well. We had over 600 kids and volunteers throughout the week. The night that we brought parents in, we had almost 1,000 people on campus. A free gift to the community. Why? Because it opened the door to share the gospel. We will do whatever necessary to reach our city with the gospel of Jesus. And the most mind-blowing thing to me was back in uh, June. We chartered three planes to take people to the Bahamas on a missions trip. Now, my dad's a missions pastor at a very large church in Virginia. He's been a missions pastor for 30 years. I've grown up in the church. I have friends that are pastors of churches. The average missions group is somewhere around 10, 15, 20 people. And, and, and I have friends right now going, listen, we can't even get people to go on a missions trip. How did you get 72 people at one time to board three planes and go to the Bahamas? I said, I didn't do that. God did that. It wasn't me. We just created the means, the method. The message has been, we're going to be on mission. We're going to lace them up. We're going to carry the good news of the gospel of Jesus to as many people as possible so we can do it with others, but we also do it to others. That's the important piece of all this, yeah. is that we do it to other people. And that's the thing. We want you to understand, it's not about you. It's not about us. It's all about him. And it's pointing people to him. And so it's not just finishing strong with others. It's to others. This is what we've done this year, 2022 alone. And this is mind-boggling. Not are we just saying we want to finish strong. We actually started strong. Do you know that in January... At our anniversary Sunday, we gave the largest gift that we've ever given as a charitable contribution. We gave a check for $13,000 to Paul and Angela Richardson and Take Hold Church in Scotland. Why? Because it's not about me, it's not about you, it's all about him. And here's a family that in less than 60 days is going to be moving to an entirely new country to start a church. And that church is going to be one of very, very few churches in the most unevangelical, even, even, yep. that word, 
in the whole world. They need Jesus. Yes, and I need English. Um, $13,000. Ukraine. When everything happened in Ukraine, the people that suffer the most are the women and the children. They became refugees. The buses, the train stations, they were filled with women and with children, many of whom went with no plan. And because they didn't have a plan, they were lied to, and many of them were sold into sex trafficking. Many of them. So we got wind of what was going on, and we partnered with two different organizations. And as we got ready to to partner with them, we said, what can we do? And they said, well, we're going to be going to these places. We're going to be taking refugees through local churches, and we're going to take a group to Slovakia. And then we're going to partner with Pastor Johannes in Germany, and we're going to be taking more refugees into the country of Germany. And so to help in their mission and to help in their effort, we gave away $17,160 to help refugees fleeing Ukraine. Why? Because it's not about you. It's not about us. It's all about him. Do you know that locally, PJ standing in the back, locally, PJ told us that we have served through 10 for 25, 1,575 meals this year to the homeless in our city. Through Genesis night, which is this Tuesday night, is Genesis night, which is once a month, we serve at Straight Street, okay? Through our Genesis nights, we fed over 2,500 plates to the homeless in our city. Why? Because it's not about you, it's not about us, it's all about him. Why do we do it? Why do we do it? To point people to the gospel so that they can hear and see the gospel. Through our foster advocacy in Commission 127, We're helping foster families inside of this church, and I love this, and people outside of this church. Why? Because it's not about you, it's not about me, it's all about him. And those are things that we want to do to others. We want to finish strong by helping others to others. And here's the last one that we're going to talk about. The last one is for the sake of others. For the sake of others. Why do we do this? It's for the sake of others. What does that mean? It's for the benefit of others. Not about us not about you, all about him for the benefit of others. What, what I love about some of these things is that like if you came and served this Tuesday night, it's an opportunity just to connect. Yeah. Bring your family, bring your kids down to serve those in need in our city. But at the same time, before we ever feed them, PJ gets to give the gospel. Yeah. So we're not just giving a meal or giving out clothes. The gospel's being presented. And so everywhere we go, we are sharing the good news of Jesus yeah. with as many people as we possibly can. And so you'll hear us connecting with churches and, and things like that for the sake, the benefit of them. We say here often, the church exists for the benefit of the non-member. Yep. What do you mean by that? Everything we're learning, everything God is changing in us, our character, our calling, our generosity, our, our willingness to serve and carry each other's burdens, someone else should be benefiting from that. When you say, well, that's not fair. What do I benefit from all of this? You got Jesus. Yep. You got the most important thing. Go share him with the world. Let them know you have found the hope of the world that they're desperately looking for. And so because your life is being shaped and formed and transformed by the good news of Jesus, someone else should be benefiting from that. In whatever sphere of life God has put you in, to share Jesus with them. My, my dad uh, would often say this, and I'm sure many of you have heard this. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. finish. 
And in 2022, we got a way in which we want to finish the way we laced them up back in January. Two focuses as we finish strong. The first one is this. We want to finish well. We want to finish well. We don't want to let up on the gas. We want to finish well. I mean, that is the thing that I believe that we are passionate about as a church. It's finishing what we started well. And so one of the things that we're going to be doing uh, locally here to finish well is we're going to be doing what we call thanks for giving. Last week, many of you that were here, you received a brown bag that had a grocery list on it when you left last week, right? We've got some left. We have 300 total bags that we have. Okay, we gave out a lot last week. We've got more to give out this week, but 300 total. We're asking every person, every family, everybody that can to take a bag or two bag or three bags, to take them to Publix, to fill them with the grocery list there and then bring them back to us. Why? Because we are working through our local school system. We are working through our foster advocacy program and we're gonna be providing 200 meals to families for Thanksgiving in our community. 200 meals to families in our community. Why? Because we want to finish well. What I love about that is that we are working with local schools. Yep. And the counselors in the schools are identifying families in need. Yeah. And we're just coming along saying, how can we as the body of Christ allow someone else to benefit from our generosity? Yeah. From following Jesus. As soon as Thanksgiving is done, we're opening up our Christmas outreach where we're going to be doing our angel tree with 150 angels. You know the, who the angels are? They're foster children in our community. 150 foster children that, that we are going to provide Christmas for. Why? Because we take care of our community. Why? Because it's for the sake of others. How are we going to finish? We're going to finish well. That's locally. Globally, we're going to do some things as well. Globally, I'm excited. Well, before I do globally, let me do say this for the Christmas kickoff. This is something that's brand new. Yeah. This is something that's brand new. And this is something that I, I absolutely love because locally, we're going to be doing something that is, um, we'll talk about it. It's kind of your sure. idea. G- give it, a, give it a, a talk. It's sure. a great idea. Anytime. He does great ideas. Um, thank you. Most of the time. I love you. I love you we'll too. We'll go to Zaza's this week. Thanks. Um, anyways, uh, Sunday, December 4th. We're doing our first ever Christmas kickoff event. Yeah. Total outreach to the community. So the location is still be, to be determined. We're working through contracts to run everything out because we can't fit on this campus. Yep. Number one, our kids' choir will be performing at it. So when everybody brings their grandmothers and aunts and uncles and cousins and all that stuff, we rarely have space on a big Sunday now. Yeah. Well, you know, um, our, our own band will be doing Christmas songs. We got... Uh, Santa and Mrs. Claus coming out. We've got the Christmas train coming out. We've got dessert trucks and coffee trucks and all that stuff. It's just an event for you to go invite your neighbor to come out and have a Christmas event where they can interact with some people from a church that they probably wouldn't do if you just said, come to church with me on Sunday. Yeah. And so that's happening on Sunday, December 4th from like three to five o'clock in the afternoon yep. alongside of our biggest Thanksgiving outreach. Yeah. So these are just things that we do as a church to finish well. Globally, Tim and I, tomorrow, we get on a plane to Germany. And this week, we are going to be leading a conference in Germany with other local churches and pastors there. We're going to be doing training for churches that are in Berlin and Hamburg and Hanover. And there's an opportunity through Pastor Johannes and our church there in Germany that we just, I just call it Genesis Church because I don't speak German and it's a lot of letters. And so it's amazing what God is doing over there. And we're going over there so that we can bridge the gap 
So we can bridge the gap for what God is trying to do in us and through us because it's not about you, it's not about us, it's all about him. And so we're gonna be finishing well this year when it comes to that. Also Brazil, this year we're gonna be going back to Brazil. Haven't been able to go there for a couple years. A big need that they have in Brazil right now is that a van, their church van, is absolutely over. It's done. And so they have to get another one. Now, let me explain to you why that's important for us. It's important for us because it's important for them. Do you know why it's important to them? Because they use that van to go into the city to pick up kids to bring them to church. They also use that van to go into the favelas and feed them and take food and meals to them. And so they have already raised, which is amazing to me, $5,000 to purchase that van. And so we want to come alongside them and finish well this year. And we want to match what they have raised. And we want to match and give a gift to them of $5,000 so they can help get that van so they can continue the ministry of reaching people because it's for the sake of others, the benefit of others, and they need that van. That's how we're going to finish well. Finish well, and the other part of it is we're going to finish faithful. Mm. We We are really good at saying, God, be faithful to me. Yeah. And we need to turn around and be faithful to him for what he's done for us. Amen. And so... You know, when you look at Genesis Church and what God has done in 2022, you know, many of you come in and leave and you have no idea what's going on on campus, let alone outside the walls of this church, what you're really even a part of when you're watching online. You didn't know that on a good week, there's 150 kids next door. Yeah. Maybe you knew that and that's why you're in here, you know, um, but, but they're trying to figure out where do we put them? How do we fit in all these rooms? And, and where's the space coming from for the amount of kids we're reaching and every week getting to share Jesus with? Just last week, we had our student night. 120 plus students and volunteers on campus here in the evening. I've got friends right now calling saying, listen, we don't even have a youth group. What are you guys doing to get students back out? We're getting people mobilized with the gospel of Jesus, serving each other well, knowing that we exist for the benefit of others, including students, and they're giving other time to invest in them. And we're seeing God do great and amazing things. Some of you are in the service because our middle school mingle, which is like our middle school life Life group, meets in the modulars outside. Well, they've outgrown one modular and they have to split and go into two modulars right now. And we're talking about what that looks like. So as this church is growing, we're asking the questions, God, what is next for us as a church? What is next for us as we continue to grow? Do we need middle school mingling both hours? Some of you parents are like, yes, please, okay? We're talking about adding a third service. But what happens when we grow past all of that? God, we need direction and we need you you to show us what's going on um, because we're about to turn 13 years old. We're no longer a young little child church anymore. We're a teenager, which is scary and dangerous. <laughs> Reckless. You remember your teenage years? Yes. Okay. Um, and so here's how we're going to finish. I remember well. his teenage years. That's why Renato's here today. <laughs> yeah. From, well, we remember those teenage years. We won't years. tell our college no, stories. Go. We're pastors. Keep um, going. So Keep going. Um, the way we finish, well, one piece of it is this, through our annual gift offering, because everything we just told you takes generosity. Yeah. It takes godly people being very generous to know that what God has given me, I'm to be a blessing with. We can't help them buy a van in Brazil. We can't start brand new churches in Germany. We can't do the Christmas kickoff outreach event without contracts and, 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 and costs and all that stuff. And so when we say it's free to the community, someone had to cover the cost from our generosity to end this year faithfully giving even above and beyond. That's what our gift offering is. What God can I give as a gift above and beyond 
over the next six weeks, seven weeks closing out the year, some of you own a business and you're going, where can I give a year-end gift that is tax deductible? Where, where can I do that? And you go, I want to do it where something is taking the gospel of Jesus around the world. And so that's what we're looking to do. Listen, you just sang a song when we started church today that said, if I'm not dead, then you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Amen. If you have breath in your lungs, you're still alive. God's not done with you. And greater things are still to be done. And so Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, 23, Why do we do all of this as the church, followers of Jesus, for the gospel, the good news that Jesus came to seek and save that which is lost, and only he can do it, and he alone. And you have found him, and you are to share him. And so in 2023, listen, we already know where we're going. We laced them up, we're marching on. January 1st is the first Sunday of this year. It just happens to fall that way. By the way, it's my birthday. I'm a New Year's baby. Woo. So come to church with presents. And <laughs> yeah. Your presents and presents. And the whole world celebrates it anyway, so yes. it's kind of cool. It's good. Um, I came to them a few months back, and I said, here's what God's telling us we're going to do. We care about you knowing God and his word. Yep. Starting January 1, we will begin in Genesis, and by Christmas next year, we will be in Revelation. Yes. We're going to take you through the Bible stories by stories, not obviously book by book because there's 66 books and there's not that many Sundays. Um, We're going to take you story by story scope from beginning of God's word to the end. We're going on a spiritual adventure together. That's right. Not only for the gospel, but I love what it says at the end of that verse. It's in its blessing. As a church, that's what we are to be, is a blessing. I want you to hear something as we finish today. We are not about building our castle. We are about building his kingdom. Everything that we do at Genesis is about building his kingdom. We are not concerned about a castle. We're concerned about his kingdom. We are called to be a blessing. That's what we're called to do. So when you hear us talk about Germany, when you hear us talk about Brazil, when you hear us talk about Straight Street, Straight Street, we, they're, they're behind on finances right now. They feed five nights a week. We want to stand in the gap with them. So when you talk about gift offerings, it's not to build our castle, it's to build his kingdom. We say often, you don't give to the church, you give through the church. We are a conduit to be used. Our goal is simple, the gospel. That's our goal. That's our goal. That's, who we're sh- that's what we're sharing with everybody we can. Why? Because we want to share in the blessings that come from the gospel. Now, what does that look like for you personally? How are you supposed to personally finish 2022? Like personally. How are you going to finish strong in your family, with your spouse, with your kids? What are you going to do to finish strong at work? kids in school? What are you going to do to finish strong? What can you do for the sake of the gospel to benefit others, to be connected with others? All together, we can do together what none of us can do alone. Don't go on an adventure. Oh, wait, no. Don't go on a journey. Go on an adventure. 
go on an adventure. Grab some people and let's do life together. Let's finish strong. Thank you for tuning into the Genesis Church Podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. If you want to connect more with Genesis Church, you can find all of our information at www.genesischurchorlando.com. We would love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Genesis Church Orlando.